This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Yeah, it's good to be in church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read again what we read for service and then we start from there. Let's still stand together and read God's word. Uh, Matthew 5.14. The Bible says, You are the light of the world. You should rejoice. <laughs> Jesus has never told anybody a lie. He said, You, you, you. Point to your neighbor. You, you. Now say to your neighbor, now that the world is very dark, you are really needed right now. Hallelujah. So you are here at the right time. You are the light. A city set on a hill cannot... Jesus did not say you are the light of your family. It did not say you are the light of your streets. It did not say you are the light of your local government. It did not say you are the light of your state or nation. He said, world. <laughs> so you are not a local champion? Hallelujah. Now, John 8, 12, the second place, the Bible says, Then spake Jesus again to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. So I ask a question for service. Which one do we believe? In one place, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In another place, he said, you are the light of the world. So which one is correct? Because of 1 John 4, 17. 1 John 4, 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is. Wow. You know, the Bible didn't say as he was. If he said as he was, it would have been like the way he was when he walked on earth. And that would have been good enough. He walked on water. You are great, yes, you are holy more. You woke up on the sea, you raised the dead. That would have been good. But the Bible is comparing us <laughs> to the seated Christ in majesty. He said, as he is, so are we. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is awesome. So, he is the light. We are also the lights because in him we shine and in us it shines. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says, Let your light so shine that men may see your good works. Verse 16. And glorify your Father who is in heaven. But want to move a step further. Please listen to the message of the first service. And I went to Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The Bible says darkness shall cover the earth. And it's happening right now. There is darkness everywhere. This is the best time 
for sons of light to rise, to speak and act the way they've been declared by the Father. Light is stronger than darkness. No matter how thick the darkness is, no matter the, how gross the darkness is, there is still one answer to darkness put on the light. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I want to read something today for this second service. Let's read Ezekiel 47. And I will soon ask us to have our seat. Ezekiel 47. I think we should start from around verse 6. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's start from around verse 6 of Ezekiel 47. Okay, let's start from 5. 5. Afterward, the measure, let's start from 3. <laughs> they are looking at where to start from. And when the man had a line in his hand, he measured a thousand. Okay, let's start from verse 1. <laughs> Afterward, he brought me again to the door of the house. And behold, what's the next word there? Waters issued from under the threshold of the house eastward. That's the house of God. For the front of the house wood, the waters came down under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then he brought me out way of the gate northward and led me by the way without it, by the way eastward, and there ran waters on the right side. And when the man had in his line, he went forth, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to my ankle, and then to my knees and to my waist, and then it became a river that I could not swim in. Verse 5. Verse 6. Bible says, And he said to me, Son of man, as thou seen this, then he brought me again and caused me to return to the bank of the river. Now, when I returned, behold, the bank of the river were many trees on one side and on the other. Next verse, go on. Then he said to me, This water is you out of towards the east country and go down to the desert and go to the sea. Being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. Hmm. Then he said to me, uh, next verse, it came to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the river shall go, shall live. There shall be great multitude of fish, because the water thereon that come to that they shall be healed. See that word, healed three times. Wherever the water gets to, anything the water touches, he said, even if the water gets into the sea, the sea shall be healed. In the Bible, I go to Revelation 13, 14, 16. They see represent people, multitudes. So the Bible said there is a kind of water. When it touches the multitude, it will heal them. Now, Psalm 46, verse 4. The Bible says, Psalm 46, verse 4. There is a river. <laughs> the streams whereof makes the city of God glad. The only place, the tabernacle of the most high. There is a river. Tell your neighbor, there is a river. And the Bible says, wherever it goes, it brings gladness. Just like we read in Ezekiel, it heals. Now, in Ezekiel, <laughs> you can have your seat. God bless you. Welcome to church. Hallelujah. An end has come to passive Christianity. Glory to God. Amen. When Ezekiel saw it, the water was coming from the temple. Now, because Jesus was yet to go to the cross, 
So the river was in the temple. The river is always in the temple. It's just a temple location has changed. Have you read 1 Corinthians chapter 6? That your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. If the river came from the temple and healed everything on its part in Old Testament, and now you are the temple, then the river is in you. That is why John 7, 37 says, Jesus cried out on the last day of the feast, and he said, if any man test, let him come. He who believes in me out of his belly. Wow. So the river is no coming from under the altar. It's in our belly. Now, your spirit man is not here. Your spirit man is not in your brain. Your spirit man is somewhere here. Jesus got the description right when he said, out of your belly. The spirit man of everybody. Now, whether you are a woman or, or a man, you have a spirit man. Your, your soul is your, your will, your emotion. Your spirit man is somewhere under your belly here. So when Jesus said, out of your belly, that means out of your spirit man shall flow rivers of living water. Wow. Rivers of living water. The only God dwells in you. River. And when you allow this river to flow, wherever it goes, it heals. Let me show you one description and then we go on. It's supposed to be a short message. Hallelujah. Isaiah 52 verse 7. Isaiah 52 7. How beautiful upon the mountain. <laughs> At the feet of them that bring good tidings, that publish peace, that bring good tidings, that publish salvation. Now, how beautiful upon the mountain, at the feet, that feet, how beautiful is the part of those who share good news. This river, when you allow it to flow from you to others, your part in life will become beautiful. This same scripture is repeated in Romans chapter 10, verse 15. How beautiful are the feet of them. You can't let the river stay inside. I told them for service. Paul was preaching in Iconium in Acts 14. And the Bible said there was a man born lame who had never walked. And as he listened to Paul, Paul perceived that he had failed to be healed. And Paul said, stand up. And the guy stood up. We will continue next week. But get the message of the first service. What ties all these things up? Which is what I'm getting to everybody today is that I made a statement and I want to say it again. What we are supposed to get by yielding, we try to get by discipline. And it's an error. The Bible says you are the light of the world. Somebody wants to pray that, Lord, make me shine. No, just respond to what the Bible says. It's done in two ways. Say with your mouth, what the, when the Bible says you are the light of the world, say, I am the light of the world. See, the principle is found in Hebrews 13, and we'll go there in a while. That when you yield, so I also told them, this is the summary of what I'm sharing that you need to get. The word of God is not a thing, it's a person. So, John 1 says, in the beginning was the world. The world was with God. And the, world, the same was with God. By him, not by it. By him, all things were made. Because Jesus is the living word. Then Hebrews 4.12 says, The word of God is living and active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. 
and the Bible says at the concluding part, say all creatures are open in the eyes of him that we have to do with. And that him is still the word of God is talking about. It's a person. In other words, any part of the word of God that comes to you, when you respond, the person of the word accomplishes, he follows you. He follows you to accomplish his own will by himself. If a Christian says, I have been brought from darkness to light, and he says it, the word of God ensures, that person of the word ensures that darkness ends in your life. If somebody wants to do deliverance and go for days of prayer, then by strength shall no man prevail. Say amen. Did you hear what I've just said now? Hallelujah. When the apostle sees in the word that in my name they shall cast out demons, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, and your uncle is sick, the one who calls pastor to join them to pray, it's not that it is wrong, but that is a lesser way. The higher way is that when you accept the fact that the Bible says, in my name, they shall lay hands on the sea. When you do, the person of the world comes out to carry out his own will. Did you hear what I've just said? This is why it is important to shout repeatedly the word of God to yourself. Every now and then. Now that darkness all over the world is the best time. See, like Jesus said, if anyone follows me, he will never walk in darkness. Never speak like other people around you. Speak as the one who has been enlightened by God, as the light of the world. So I gave them this illustration for service in John 9. They saw a man that was born blind. And the disciples began to ask a question. Oh, sin, Lord, this man or his parents? When people see an ugly, when people see an ugly situation, they assume somebody has done something wrong. You see, when a marriage is going upside down, it's not to find out who is wrong or who is right. It's to help them stabilize it. And you know what? That river is inside you. Hallelujah. It's not at times necessary to know the etymology or whatever, the origin of a, of, 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 of a situation. Jesus said the man, neither this man nor his parents. He said, but that the work of God might manifest. What matters is that what does God want to do right now? Your boss says this in the office. Oh, if you yield to what I'm sharing with you, then the river will carry you. Because it's in you. Hallelujah. You can let it run. And the Bible says wherever it goes, it heals up anything. You see, the meaning of the fact that the word of God, uh, the, the gospel is the power of God and salvation means that anytime there is a situation and there is anybody who begins to verbalize, vocalize or say, what the Bible has said about that situation, the power of God comes alive. Gospel represents the good news of Christ. As others are talking about what is going on, as we begin to talk about what God has done, what Jesus has done, or what the Word of God says about that situation, you have connected, you have plugged it into this eternal source of power and it will flow. This is why people have asked that question many times. It happens once in a while, out of God's sovereignty, that somebody walks into a market and tells a crippled man market to get up. That's what somebody says, oh, it's a miracle. Yes, because when gospel is preached, power comes alive. If it's not preached, I have seen real bunky in churches. It will only teach and go. When it gets to Kusegra, once you begin to talk about the power of the name of Jesus, the anointing follows what you are saying. 
If you begin to share with a couple the principles of Jesus Christ and you are talking about the person of Jesus in their home, the anointing rests up, upon that home. Believers should not waste the opportunity of speaking God's word. Don't, don't only sympathize with and say, sorry, you can do more than that. There is a river in you. Many times we just sympathize with Akbeleo ah, and, and the anointing is moving inside. Why don't you give me a chance? Hallelujah. How many of us are, by, are past people that were sick? You even bought, you bought your love rice for them. You wouldn't buy food for people when they are well, when they can eat it. Then somebody is sick, you put Bonvita. I like one of, one of our friends, Jerry, when we were so sick and was admitted in usage and people were bringing Bonvita and everything. He couldn't eat it, but he kept telling his friend, I pack everything inside the bag. I know I will soon be well. And when I am well, they don't give me this kind of thing. So pack. Everything they bought, he packed all of them inside one bag. And when it got well, it descended on them. You are tempting a sick man. When you now go to put Chinese beside him and put Italian here, and then there's Chivita, and then there's this one, and he, he doesn't have appetite. No, I'm not eating. Eat now. I understand this. I will trying to care for the person. And it's wonderful. It's good. We should take care of the sick. But when the person is well and he can devote everything, why don't you show him love also by going to repeat it? Go buy those things again and watch him demolish them. That's genuine love. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? No, there's nothing wrong with taking care of the sick. You must have sympathy for the sick. So I understand perfectly. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that. But I'm also saying that just go and extra my do it for the person when the person is also well and he can eat it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> In other otherwise, is the person watching over the sick that will be enjoying the food. When you drop it and you go, the, the person that is watching over you will, will just say, okay, this is the, my dividend for staying with the sick. For <laughs> reward, my salary. Are you with me? The river. Men and brethren, we are talking about the lights of the world. We are not intimidated by the darkness that is in the world. It's calling for our attention. Gross darkness has come right now. You know, Believers are shying away from sharing the gospel. I told them something for service. In the church here, we have someone who used to be top aristo. They used to hook her up with guys who were coming to Nigeria for a night at the hotel and she would collect her pay. The first time she stepped into the church, she said she seemed to hear a voice from behind. You can't go back to that business. Even before I preached, before the choir sang. And years have come and gone. She's never gone back. She's empowered by the Lord and blessed my talk. We can't reveal the identity of, of, identity of these people. There is one of us that used to hold peace to, to rob people before. Who can't we change? But many times we do nothing. You will realize eventually a believer cannot keep quiet. Darkness is bold and intimidating until light is brought in. All these castigations are what people say. I have seen people, somebody in the church showed me what he used to write against churches before. But the person is one of us today. Thank God for one daring one of us who went to minister to the person. You don't know that there is a vacuum inside people's hearts. Even as they are insulting pastor on Facebook and the rest, it's an attempt by the devil to shut every mouth. Don't let us preach again. People said it's not true. 
When Jesus saw the woman by the well in John chapter 4, she too started by arguing with Jesus. You Jews say that you worship here. You don't worship what we know. He said, you are a Samaritan. You are a Jew. Why are you talking to me, Samaritan? Everybody tries to raise that barrier. But those who understand the river inside them, don't let that be a barrier. There are people you say something to, they reject what you have said. But then the Holy Spirit will lead you to minister to them. Maybe bring out an issue in their life and it is so by the Spirit. You have won them forever. It's still happening now. The river is inside us. Glory to God. These are not the days to be quiet. You know, a lot of Christians don't do evangelism again. You are concerned about what people say. Every colleague around you, their soul is crying for you to help. Including those who say that I hate churches. Their soul, look beyond their words, look inside. There is, they, are, they are crying for you because the endless expectation of the creation awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. And the Bible said the creature is subject to vanity. This is why Nigeria day and night, until saints arise, there is no solution. People have talked about nations in the world where they don't serve God and everything is fine. Is everything really fine with them? That is what you think outside. That somebody's having a good economical does not mean everything is fine with them. Creature is subject to vanity. The Bible says not willingly. Romans 8, 19. But by the one who has made the same subject. But this creature shall be delivered. Men and brethren, I am saying to us. First of all, anywhere you find yourself from this afternoon. Recognize that you are the light of the world and you are the light in that place. And speak as one. And watch the anointing work on your behalf. We were going, when I was in, with NMPC as a copper, we were going to start bus in Kaduna, the refinery, you know, going to the bus. And somebody just said that every Nigerian, who is not a thief in Nigeria? And all of them laughed. And I got up and said, No, I am not a thief. I have never collected a bribe from anybody and I will never give anybody a bribe. So I am not a thief. And the other side speaking, it's true, it cannot be everybody. But see, at first, I don't know people who are empty are the loudest. Because the right people keep quiet. They keep quiet. Because somebody tries to shout. Like the one who has been calling pastors' names and finally apologizes the way people stood up to him. I'm not saying it's right for anybody to cause him out there, but people stood up to him. So let him know. Because when you keep quiet, darkness can people start, can say things. I'm not saying it's darkness. I'm just saying that for, for days, for years, he was saying things. All of a sudden, the last one, when people rose up to him. Light is powerful. Darkness is not as strong as you think it is. Because you are backed by the most high. So many Christians are quiet. In offices. Do you know that if over 60% of comedians go to church, but out there they will not stand, many of them, for things they ought to. And the time has come. But I'm sharing with us, lights. Do you know that mechanic you meet every day needs a word from you? One of us just saw a new bad driver, a new bad driver ended up coming to church. And they began to talk. Do you know the state many people are in? So when God has kept you, you don't know what is happening to other people. But even those who are doing well, once the spirit man of a man is not secured, once a man is not secure spiritually, it's not secure. That's the truth. The gospel. The meaning of the light of the world means that you are the solution. 
if this mentality settles in you, I am not saying that go and do additional fasting so that you can become light. I'm saying that just respond and watch what will happen. Can you go to the office tomorrow with this mentality? Okay, I am not just a worker here. I am a light in this place. See, this is the answer to sin of lust and all those things. When you know who you are, it automatically tells what you can do and what you cannot do. It is true. You will hardly find a Yoruba man who rest cattle, take them from one city to another. Fulani does that. It's part of their tradition. But you don't see. When you know who you are, there are things you don't do and there are things you do. Lights. They are talking. You just say a sentence and it sets everybody right. And Jesus is glorified and everybody is helped in the office. This thing is in you. I told them a story that I want to repeat again. When you surrender yourself to the reading of God's word, an unusual power carries you. In VHA, we were preaching in the fellowship and there was this girl. They feared their father more than God. Even the mother feared the father. This kind of father that you don't breathe around them, you don't see anything. The man cancel prayer, cancel anything, no prayer in this house, nobody goes to church. He was just a sadist. And we're preaching on ways, and again, heard the message. The message turned that inside. She took the little money she had, she went to board the bus Thursday morning and went straight to Lagos. They didn't, they didn't tell her when she was there, the first they just left. When they woke up in the morning, she started ringing something, banging the table or so. And he said, everybody woke up in the morning, 5.30 a.m. He said, morning devotion time. The mom wanted to enter ground. But the father, the mother, <laughs> but the girl just said, no, we are praying. And the father came out. All of a sudden, the lion of the tribe of their family lost his roaring ability. He came out of his room and he was like, okay, I'm also, okay, let's pray. And when they finished praying, the girl said, from today, every morning our family will pray. We must put God first. And the mother looked at the father. The father nodded. He said, yes. And he said, secondly, from today, we are going to church. In this family, we start going to church. And the father said, yes. You know what made that miracle to happen? She responded to the word that she heard. We hear many things. We do nothing about them. Or we are waiting for a more conducive period. Whereas Ecclesiastes 11, 3 and 4 says, if you look at the wind, you will not plant. If you look at the cloud, you will not harvest. Before many of you go to bed tonight, situations will warrant you to demonstrate what you have just heard just now. The kingdom. Oh, how, how powerful this is. A pastor who had never prayed for the sick to be healed before read a place where Jesus said in my name you can cast out demons and you can heal the sick and raise the dead a young man was waiting in the service by the name Benson in Daosa. he sat at the back of the church he got his attention and Jesus said I can raise the dead after I just went to say excuse me pastor I have a question he said I know you read that Jesus said he said I just want to clarify something was Jesus talking to me in Daosa that me in Daosa can raise the dead the pastor said well Jesus included you. You are there. He said, sir, have you done it before? The pastor said, no. He said, but you are sure that Jesus said, I, Daosa, can do it. The pastor said, yes. Yeah. He said, no problem. Everybody went home to hit Paneyam and rice. He took his bicycle and he was going from house to house. Is there any dead person there? 
They said, no, are you crazy? Any dead person here, from like 12.31, it was around 5.30, they finally got to a house and a girl just died by the name Inuata. And he saw a book, said, is anybody, any dead person? They said, yes, what do you want to do with the body? He said, my pastor said, Jesus said, I in Daosa can raise the person, I want to raise the girl. So they left him with the girl. And he said, wake up. <laughs> and the body was more, more chilled than before. <laughs> and he says, I'm in trouble. <laughs> over seriousness. Then he went back. He said, okay, wait. He took his Bible and he read where that pastor read. And he said, it's true, he's there now. Then he now saw that Jesus called the, Jesus saw to the girl, Talitha Kumi. Little girl, I say unto you, arise. So he asked them, what's the name? So they told him the name. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ. In water, and the girl sneezed and came back to life. And he said, to respond like Jesus, give us something to eat. And he said, he felt so good. He came out and rode his bicycle again and kept looking. Any other dead person? His miracle ministry did not come from fasting and prayer per se. It came from a man who responded. Who responded. Oh, Karu Sekeleman. I wish somebody will leave the service and you will respond to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And you begin to say to yourself forever, I will never lack one day of my life again. They ask you why. I say, because it is said to me, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. How many people believe that you have the spirit of wisdom here? Why do you believe it? People are trying to think now that which answer is scriptural or spiritual that I can give. But the Bible says Christ has been made unto you wisdom and power. So you don't lack power and you don't lack wisdom. But you see, it's inside. He walks by. Now, let, let me conclude. Just this one more scripture. Let's read Hebrews 13. Let's start from verse 6. Hebrews 13, 6. Or let's start from verse 4. Let's start from verse 4. Marriage is honorable, bear on the 5, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Who has said? Answer, who has said? Now, look at the next verse. Verse 6. So that we might boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. Forget about every other thing. Let's speak two words. He has said. Why did he say what he said? So that I can say. Did you get that? What is mean of so that? The meaning of, the reason for the Bible says, he has said, I will not leave you. Why he said it is so that you can say boldly, the Lord is my helper. Every word that is said, it is for you to be able to say. Did you hear that? He has said by his stripes you are healed. So that you can boldly say, I will never be sick another day in my life. Did you get that? He has said the Lord is your shepherd, you shall never want. So that you can boldly say that you will never lack in your life. Can you boldly say something on your seat right now?
Say it. Say something. He said, in my name shall cast out demons. Can you say no evil spirit can stand my presence? Say it loud. You don't make declaration quietly. Bible says that you can boldly say. Can you boldly say? There's no demonic spirit on earth that can stand my presence because Jesus lives in me. Boldly say, there's no darkness that is in my life because I've been brought from darkness to light. Say it boldly. Say it boldly. I'm a soul winner anytime, any day. And I always have results when I preach to people. They get saved. Because how beautiful is my feet. Oh, my path is beautiful. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. I told the leaders this morning, and I want to say it to everybody as I close. Everybody say covenant. Say it again. I have taught before, you should have some personal covenant between you and God. A pact between you and God. Maybe next Sunday if I'm led that way, I will tell you something. When no other type of prayer seem, when, when no other type of prayer seems to be working, I want to teach you one day how to get answers by making a vow. A vow. And we are going to journey through the Bible and see that everyone, like Anna who said, if you give me a son, I will give him back to you. That was the day, the last time she ever prayed about a son. God gave her five after Samuel. There is that dimension, and we'll see several when David used it to get God to do something for him. A vow. When Joseph, when Jacob, when God appeared to Jacob for the first, he said, if you keep me and I come back safely, I'll give you a 10% of everything. And he did. And you're going to see several examples in the Bible. People made a vow. Jephthah said to when the enemy surrounded, he said, if you let me win. There is that dimension. Because sincerely speaking, when wars rise against you, there is something in you, something around you, that you can take as a weapon to defend the Lord. If you do this, I will do this. And that's it. And everything will just stop straight away. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When court case was again burning in, he said that was ready to understood fully this thing. And he said to God that if you let me win that case against all odds, I will do this and this. And he won the case neat. What is it about God and vow? We will go through the Bible, maybe next day, maybe not, but one day when we have it, we'll just check through. I want to see a lot of scripture like that. Even I will get to Paul. What's it about vows? Now, see, every assembly has its own peculiarity. If you think there's a strong grace on this church and you want it to manifest in other areas of your life, find out some of the practices that will now tell you two things. Number one, surround your life with praise. It's part of what we do here. Cultivate the habit of praising God regularly, repeatedly. Probably make up your mind that every day, maybe you sing three songs to God. Begin to make decisions that are, so, are, that are surrounded, decisions around praise. Maybe you say that, Lord, 10 minutes every day, I'm going to walk away from everybody and just sing and praise you. 
Have a pact with God that is built on praise. Raise an altar of praise. Have a pact with God that is built on praise. Number two was the one the apostle brought as the word from God. Make a pact also about soul winning. God needs people. It's evangelist Becker. He's a young man. He's in Ibadan. He was in a luxurious bus going to the north. And robbers began to shoot on both sides. And I think first bullet and some somebody put on there. He just got up and he said that, Lord, I said some years back that there will not be a day I won't give you a soul. I have kept my parts. He said, I am too sure I cannot die because people like us are not many. If you lose me, you lose 365 souls for the next one year. And he sat down on the seat. He said in the bus, everybody heard it. And the gunshot stopped immediately. There is a reason why they call God covenant keeping God in the Bible. Yes. It started with Abraham on that note. Covenants are powerful. He said, my covenant will not, not break. I will never utter what has come out of my mouth. Once God makes a covenant, he can never break it, no matter what, except you break it. It's important. See, these are the things that you can build your life and it can be sure. I, I told you the story before. The guy was having serious famine in his business. Everything was down. He said, all these real estate people, developers. And why pray one day found himself saying that, Lord, Every 10 houses, the 10th one, I will look for a widow whose husband has left with children alone, walked away from, I will always give them the 10th house, any house. And he heard the Lord said that, let Nigeria turn upside down. Let government go and government come. Nothing will happen to your business. He said when Naira crashed, they started giving him money in dollars. He's one of the people building in the estates in the Korean those that where people pay in dollars. And he's a young man. Covenants. The Lord swore to him that there is nothing that will happen in this nation that will affect your business. The guy doesn't go to allow us or go to Abuja uh, to look for anything. Season will come and go, his own business will stand. Pastor Tinebaka, he said the first time he went to Israel, he asked, he said, I don't want to see all the popular places. He said, I read in the Bible that the prophet was sent to go and tell the Rechabites. The Rechabites who refused to take wine. And God made a promise that he will make them a house. That the house of Rekha will stand forever. As Makari said that it's over 6,000 years. He said, can you show me the house of Rekha? And they pointed the house. After 6,000 years, the building was standing. People don't know who God is. Old Testament. Go to Israel and ask for the house of Rekha. Go and read their story in the book of Jeremiah or Ezekiel. God promised that Rekha's house will stand. Up till today in Israel. They have demolished places. Rekha's house is standing. It's not standing physically. There is an angel in charge. Because his covenant, it will not break. The same power that upholds the sun, that it won't drop, is what is upholding the house. Guess what? That power can be in your life. God can say to somebody, enter play one million times. It can never crash when you are there. Covenants. There are already promises given to Christians, but you can take one and build a covenant on it. And it becomes you and God. He is sure that let there be two jobs in Nigeria, just two jobs, you will get one. Because there's something between you and God. There is what God demands that you do, and then there is what you demand that, Lord, I will never lack job. And God says, yes. See, say, my son, as I, as I live, see the Lord, you will never, you will never have to write application anywhere. And God will position an angel to see the work of the angel to be sure that no matter what, this guy is sorted out first. Then every other person next. You know what I just shared with you? I just said it by the Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
one of us in UI whose parents had a part with God on him like that. The son of a great politician in the late now, many of you know the person I'm talking about. They were playing outside and they got into fighting, just little boy. And this guy brought out charm and he hit the boy. The boy did not even know he did anything. The father came out and he said, Who are your parents? He said, if you know where we took this power from that my son used to hit you and nothing happened to you, you did not even, you were not even conscious. He said, your parents must be the deepest occulting people in the world. He said, no, they are Christians. There is a power. You see, do you know that many Christians have never seen the right hand of God work before? The Bible says, God has spoken once, twice have I had. Power belongs to God. I want every member of this church to start seeing naked demonstration of the power of God in your life. Things that there's nobody that is close to that will not say that something is working. That is very... Nobody will come... There will not be anybody that will not say that something is working. That is unusual. There's nobody. When they come around you, they can't, even unbelievers, they will just know you for three weeks and testify that, sorry, there is something about you. When it comes to maybe this aspect or this idea, there is something about you. I told you before, I met Leon Peterson, I will worship the Lord for his word. The guy that sang that song. At water park, they had a concert there, so I was there and he was telling us, he said, you know what? He did like this. He said, in 20 years, I have not done that. He said, God is my witness. He said, no edict. No sneezing, no nothing. He said, as he kata coming out, he said, in 20 years. He said, I have not known how to how it feels like to feel sick at all. All of us sat down. He said, I've been like that. And he said, just between me and God. 20 years. No headache, nothing. His body is as healthy. He sleeps, he wake up. He's healthy perpetually. Those things are not gotten exactly by faith. I think they are matters of covenants. I think. I know somebody is thinking now that what covenant can I make? <laughs> when you get to see, when you hear a message like this, don't just let it go. When service ends and everybody's at home and you are alone, pick this message again and sit down alone. Can I recommend something? In the night, switch up the light and sit in one corner. Say, My creator, I want to speak with you, my father. I'm beginning to build your life. Okay, I know you want me to do well in life, but I'm not doing well enough. It's not that you don't want me to. That means there is something we are yet to settle. These things are, sir, it's amazing. I'm taking time. My time is over. It's amazing how this thing works. One of our friends, after about seven attempts of trying to go to America, they kept bouncing in like basketball at the embassy. Another friend of his had gone, who was a leader on campus, a very spiritual man. And he has started a walk there. Alone, preaching from street to street. And he said, Lord, I'm going to do masters in UK. But if I go, no matter where I'm doing my masters, every Sunday I will go to his church, even if there are five people, and I will play keyboard for him. Because a good, this guy is a good keyboardist. He just felt as if when he said to heaven, heard him. One of the people that they brought visa to the house for, it was someone else that went to speak on his behalf, and they perfected everything and brought it to him. What he was going back and forth and they were bouncing. When believers are being bounced around, oh, it's belong sorrow. You are yet to talk to God on some fundamental things. You know, there are talks and there are talks. You understand? Yeah, there are talks and there are talks. So when a woman, all of you that are married, you understand, when a woman says, 
You ask her, what is wrong with you? She said, nothing. She wants to say something, but she first tell you nothing, maybe for some days. And now what she's saying that, what I want to say is so important that you just don't say, oh yeah, talk, I'll talk. When you are ready, and I've frustrated you well, then you will sit down and now ask me properly. Because women can tell when you just want to hear them and then jump to the next thing. Or when the situation is, when they made this serious enough, the atmosphere is now conducive enough. All you women, stop looking at me. I say, <laughs> Amen. You all do it. And you can find. But you know your wife is not fine. How many, how many men can understand what I'm saying? Then that's like giving you short, short answer. Are you okay? I'm fine. Did I tell you anything? <laughs> I said, I'm fine now. What's wrong with you? Did I tell you anything? Wrong? I'm fine. I'm eating. Uh, don't worry. So you are not happy. Did I say, I say I'm happy. I'm happy. And then they are homing a song, walking up and down. But you know, you know your wife better that she's not happy. Then finally, she will now tell you something. Can be something funny. So that is why you've been. Women are wonderful. They are so precious to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Oh Lord Jesus, thank you. Let's rise up. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just see after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.